Good morning, welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Happy New Year to you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get out, started off with the New Year with a really big bang. We want to address etiquette, how to be a better person, how to do things properly. And one of our experts right here, Miss Zoe Oman, how are you today? Hello, Char. Nice to be with you. I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. Happy New Year to my, my dear. And to you, I hope that you are well and that you had a great holiday season and you're excited for the good things that we are all hoping will come now. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, girl, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I did. How, how was your holidays? <laughs> they were actually really lovely, very quiet, which, you know, some years they're not, some years they are, but uh, but we, we enjoyed them nonetheless, and obviously the reason for the season is the thing that matters above all else, so. Absolutely, without a doubt on that, without a doubt. Now, you know, I want to start off this year, you know, I, I you know, everybody has, you know, things, they make uh, resolutions, they, they, you know, whether it be to lose weight, whether it be better to a better person, better people, you know, I want to talk about some of the things we can do to, you know, improve ourselves and, and how we treat people and, you know, give a little consideration and maybe deliver it with a little bit of properness and, and politeness. And I think we all need a bunch of that love in there. Yeah, I, I agree. I do. Yes. Um, you know, I, I just try to work on myself every day. I hold myself to a certain standard when it comes to dealing with people, trying to have forgiveness in my heart, um, trying to be understanding of what other people are going through, because we we all have times in our lives that are really difficult, right? Yes? Yes, ma'am. And, and so um, I feel like by working on myself every day and just trying to be a, a good person every day is the way that I'm able to kind of help others, you know? So, um, as I love that, that people care about this topic and, 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 and I love sharing with them and, and helping them. And I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people over the years in, in this regard. Um, but I think if we all just pay attention to what we need to do for the people that we run into on a daily basis, then that really makes a difference. And you know what? Here's a perfect example, Char. People are complaining about how, well, this package didn't get delivered and I still don't have, and I am exactly in the same place. Right. Something that I ordered on December 11th still hasn't shown up to these, to this, and it's very tragic what happened. And it's just like, golly, like I just want to, ah. <laughs> you can want to cut a promo on somebody. <laughs> I really want to just light it up, and and I and I'm just like, okay, it's not doing any good. It just makes the other person on the end of the phone or the other person on the end of the email, you know, okay, just take a breath. It'll get worked out. So it's frustrating. I know. I I live it too. We all do. Just try to do the best we can. You know what, Zoe, there's something you just said to that that's very true. You know, I, I was one that I can have the patience of Job, and sometimes I can go zing to zang, and, you know, in 3.2 seconds uh -huh. or less. You know, uh -huh. but I tell you, maybe I'm just getting old, but, you know, sometimes I'm looking at, you know, to picking those battles, and whether it's one you can squish somebody like a bug and win, 
and then you sit there and go, big deal, you know, you, you, you got your extra cheese, you know, on your, on your Big Mac, or, 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 you know, it did, you know, did it really matter that much? I mean, obviously, I like getting what I pay for or whatever, but sometimes it's like, you know, my, my blood pressure is just not worth getting that worked up to say you forgot the ketchup. And, and this actually does have to do with etiquette and our good manners is affording other people grace. I'm so grateful right now that anyone is working that's serving food. <laughs> because remember, we, we had to cook for months, you know. <laughs> hey, man. So and, and it's still very limited at the places to be able to go. <laughs> So the fact that I can go to a restaurant or drive through or whatever the case may be, and yes, there are mess ups and the food is cold sometimes and, and, and I just go, you know, this is the way it's going to be now for a little while. And you're right. Is your blood pressure really worth it? Is calling that person on the carpet really what's in your best interest and what's in their best interest. The chances are pretty good that not, that that's, that's not the case. So, yeah. Now, now Zoe, at that part, my dear, you know, you call the person on the carpet and say, Hey man, look, you know, how you do it can be worth a million bucks too. Cause I'll just use this as an example as we're going through. Sometimes the guy handing you your fries doesn't know that they've been sitting there for an hour because he's just dealing with the people at the car, you know? So isn't it, a good idea to say, consider and say, Hey man, you know, maybe good old Frank there who's handing the fries or Becky who's handing the fries has no idea whether they're cold or not. She ain't, she's not cooking them. She's, you know, she's the one that's, you know, waiting on you and handed and just handed everything to you. So maybe to take a consideration, it's like, she's, it's like when you're in a restaurant, right? She's not the chef, your waitress or waiter is not the chef that's cooking the food that sent it to you. Well done. How you approach it. You know, how do you tell, how do you suggest people, to sit there, you know, do you have them count? Do you have them step backwards? Because obviously if your steak's blood red and you can't eat it like that, you know, you want to send it back. How do you suggest people, do they step back for a minute and kind of say, hey, excuse me? What's your suggestion to somebody like that when everything's a right now, at not now, but right now atmosphere and, you know, you want to say, hey, look, I need to send my steak back because it's improper or whatever. What are your suggestions to people to grab themselves before they hand somebody they're behind? One of the things that I have always said, it's a mantra of mine, is that it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. So when my food was cold from the get-go, I I thought to myself, three three people probably called in sick today. They lost their head chef, you know. I, I do this like thing in my head where I'm like, okay. And I take a breath. And when she comes back to the table, I said, you know, my food is cold. Is it, you know, what, what should we do? Oh, you know, so did it make it better? No. Did they fix the problem? No, they didn't. But I was with six other people, seven other people, and I was just going to enjoy myself. So um, I was nice to her. She was, you know, friendly and appreciated the feedback. And that was the end of it. Um, And so when asking, just take a breath, look them in the eye, 
you can ask for what you need and for what you want, but just try to do it with eight ounces of kindness. That will always go so much further than berating someone. And uh, that's really the best any of us can do. Right, and I agree with that most of the time because the fact that one, like we said, hey man, she, you know, she's just a messenger. He or she's just a messenger. One, they're just a delivery boy. They might not have a clue of touched it or anything else to know whether it's well done if you can't see it or anything else. So, you know, you you got to give that person a little bit of credit. You know, to hey man, look, they're just hi, how are? And if they're keeping your drinks full and they're doing all these other things that are wonderful. You know, I, I think you kind of feel, you should kind of feel horrible if you say, hey, lady, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? Instead of, you know, excuse me, uh, you know, my steak's not right. Could you please, you know, send it back to the chef or whatever? Is It you know, carries a whole lot more weight in the process. You know, I it's that extra amount of, of niceness, that extra amount of kindness, that, that thing that says, look, I understand what you're dealing with. I know that four people called in sick today and, right. you know, the guy that's back there cooking has only been cooking for six months. Like, you know, let them know, commiserate, let them know that they're, that they're doing the best they can. And at the same time, ask for what you need. You may or may not get it. The manager might come over and make it right. He may not. And just let it go. Things are just not normal right now. And I pray for all of us that they get back to normal. But I'm just really grateful that I get to go out to a restaurant and get served. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm appreciative. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, for your lips to God's ears on that second, that first part. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny. I think today that we're more impatient than ever, you know, my oldest son sits there and says, you know, you want things not now, but right now. And, and that's very true. It's, it's a very instant gratification uh, type thing. And you look at it and you sit there and think back in the day, I joke and we're talking about food, but I don't know if you remember back in the day when you'd go to McDonald's and there was 25 Big Macs lined up there in 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 the deal they could have been there since you know 11 o'clock at breakfast time if they had a slow day and you just got a big mac and thank you goodbye and you went on your way and you're like oh damn it's cold oh well that sucks you know and and you know it kind of you know look i'm by far not condoning to sit there you know i'll be the first one to say man can i get something hot but at the same time you know now it's like oh my gosh you know you want to throw it at them already i'm like i i think we have to kind of step back and adjust ourselves especially with what's going on i love the idea that you have put emphasis on the on the part that you know with things right now especially you know we're very spoiled compared to what things used to be we we had it really good didn't we <laughs> we didn't realize how good we had it <laughs> i'm telling you man, oh, man. you know sharing, sharing sharing that 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 medium that that small soda with my mom and the fries was a big deal you know so so you know getting get your own deal was a bigger deal you know so but uh you know, yeah, I, I, I do. Don't you think that, I mean, you know, with, with everything that's gone on today, do you think that maybe it's the instant gratification of we can go and find something on Amazon or the Internet and get it delivered tomorrow or whatever it is right away instead of having to wait six weeks for it? I mean, I just talked to somebody that ordered a living room furniture and, you know, normally from a furniture company that can have it there in a week and it's six months behind and, and they're, 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 you know, their head's spinning around like, you know, like a top, like Linda Blair. I'm waiting for the pea soup to come out, you know, but, and I understand it, but at the same time, nothing the poor guy at the, at the, at the, at the movie, at the furniture store can do about it. You know, he's not making the furniture or whatever. Do you think it's because we're 
things come so fast to us now that our patience has cut, been cut shorter? Well, I think, I think that's part of it. I also think we, you know, we've been traumatized, you know, we've been living in our houses for months and months and months, depending upon where you are in the country. And now, (laughs) yeah, you know, where you are in the country and you have to wear your mask and you have to do this and you have to do that. There's been a lot of you have tos with very little kind of it coming the other way so yes the bedroom furniture that was supposed to be here in november no the fence that was supposed to go up in february now it's june and when i get those phone calls now i just hold the phone and i just i listen and i go okay okay fine yes thank you thank you for calling there's no there's no magic wand now that's going to change that it's just going to take time and we are, we have been definitely spoiled, and life is just different now. And I and I hope it changes soon. I I, I know we all do. Um, but this is where being mature. This is where choosing your reaction matters, because people will say, "Well, you made me feel so and so," or "I got angry because this." Ha-. You are an adult, and the. The, the thing that separates us from the animals is that we can choose the other animals is that we can choose our reactions. So I choose when I get those phone calls to just be nice, even though it might be through my teeth to just be nice, thank them for calling. And yes, we'll see you in June. You've had my money for a year for that bedroom, you know, whatever, but it is what it is. Right. And like you said, what good is it going to do to, to, to be rude to the guy who made the phone call, the gal who made the phone call? How, 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 does that, how does that make you look good? How does that make them feel? Putting ourselves in other people's shoes right now is imperative. Right. You know, I mean, I, I dealt with this with a mattress order and, and box spring. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, it was the only thing I corrected the lady from. She came back and says, well, I lost... We had an employee took $10,000 worth of our stuff out of our warehouse. And she said, you have to understand my point of view. I said, ma'am, I need a box spring and a mattress here tomorrow. My mother's coming. And uh-huh. I'm sorry that that happened to you. It is not my problem, but I do identify with it. And I, I'm sorry that it happened to you. And, of course, I got a little warm when she got snappy. But I, I grabbed myself before I popped, you know, because, you know, you're under that day's pressure of, oh, my gosh, mom's coming, you know. and. Uh And I said, well, look, then, you know, you need to take care of me. I really need you to take good care of me and, you know, and make some adjustments, get me an adequate mattress and box spring and whatever and adjust the money that it was. And, well, she says, can you give me a little bit? I said, well, as long as it's here before, you know, today, it's not here by tomorrow, you know, when I'm rushing around for her and they got it done and I I thanked them and I told them I appreciated them that they did something different and they kind of upgraded a little bit and, it did, and I could have popped, and probably it just would have got. I probably would have got the same results, but my blood pressure would have been about five hundred by then, you know. And instead, I kind and of you know what? Off. That gal knows that you're a decent guy now. She's like, you know what, Mister Richards had every right to be upset with us, but you know he he handled himself like a gentleman. And I I always think it's it's so important to not only treat other people with respect respect but to remember how important self-respect is absolutely so 
right? So when the landscaper messes up or this doesn't get done, and I was in the same situation with my the bedroom set, I said, yeah, I've got people coming next week. You know, you you told me these things were going to be in. It wasn't going to be a problem. Yeah. So I, I've been in the same thing. So it's, it's got to remember your self-respect and how people perceive you, how you want to be perceived. You want people to to um, think kindly of you when they hear your name, you know, as right. opposed to, oh, my God, it's that woman on the phone again. <laughs> good, good God, he's calling again, right. <laughs> now, you know, and, I, and I've been on all sides of that one, but let me ask you a question. Yes. On, on the flip side of that, Zoe, and I, and I love the fact that, you know, that, you know, you, you sit there, you're honest and said, you know, you're the one maybe through your teeth, you're, you're you know, you're doing the same uh -huh. thing, you know, but you're, uh, you know, and you know, obviously where positions lay and you know that that poor guy that's calling you he can't go drive to germany and get the furniture or whatever you know that's not uh -huh. his deal you know but what about the idea of the person on the other side of the phone you know maybe a little bit of help or uh you know wisdom to them share some of that zoe wisdom to them of okay you got the guy that calls up there and you got the the guy that pisses Char off and, you know, you know, so to speak, you got the other Char that calls up and, uh -huh. sits there and says, uh, how, what do you suggest to them? Because obviously, you know, they got to do the good customer service thing, but, you know, that's really being stretched because everybody's patience is being so stretched. What do you say to them on the other side of the phone of when somebody's calling up and they're, and they're, they're, you know, cutting a promo on them and they're breathing on them and there's not a damn thing that they can do, you know, for that. What do you suggest to them, my dear? I wish that every customer service representative on the entire planet was listening to this right now. <laughs> well, we got 62 countries, so we got to we work with what we got. <laughs> awesome. Number one, rule number one, if you don't know something, say, I don't know. Right. Don't tell people that it's this or it's that or it's the other thing. If you don't know something, ask them. May I get a May I get a manager on the phone for you? Is there Is there is, You know, may I give you a call back? And then, if you're going to tell them you're going to call them back, you should call them back. Right. Um. Please don't do that whole rote. Well, you know, this excuse, that excuse, this excuse, that excuse. People are. People can hear right through that. I was going to say see right through that, but people can hear right through that. Right. And absolutely do your best for that customer who happens to be calling in. I mean, how many times have we gotten a CSR on the phone and they went above and beyond and they did everything they said they were going to do. They made the phone call back. They followed up. I mean, I, I, we know we've had a lot of the other as well, right. and it is infuriating. My husband has been on the phone for three days trying to get something fixed, yes. and he literally just went to a branch because he can't get the people on the phone to help <laughs> him do it. So, you know, I don't know if, if he's had it taken care of yet or not, but it's incredibly frustrating. Come so, listen to the show afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, really, really, you know, if that's your job, and it's, it's got to be hard sometimes when right. people call in and they're just at their wit's end and they're just fed up. Um, and uh, what's funny is, Char, is they do it too. Right. Right? They have things that they have to pick up the phone and call for for their own homes and their own families, yes. So it's like 
you know what this feels like. Yes, ma'am. Just do the best you can. And when they're, you know, do the best you can and just be professional. Um, yeah. I think Joey, I think Customer service people are having a hard time right now, I, I guarantee you. Yes, ma'am. I, I agree. And, you know, between the holidays and everything else going on and COVID and everything else, I think you hit a huge point that I would rather somebody say to me, and I think this was a major thing you said, you know what, sir, I don't know where your package is right this minute. I apologize. I'll do my best. Can you give me a couple hours or 30 minutes or a day to find it? You know, I, I'll, I promise I'll do my very best and mean it. Do your best, you know, and, 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 you know, like you said, call the person back. And even if you have, you know, no information still, sir, I'm still looking. I, it was in Topeka, Kansas last night I saw, but I don't know where it is now, but we're still working on it. You know, that makes me feel a whole lot better if somebody calls back and says, hey, look, sir. You know, and they did that with the mattress with me. They kept calling me back saying, hey, man, look, you know, that makes you feel better that at least somebody's working for you, trying to do their best to figure it out. And it comfort, even if they don't know where it is right at that minute, they're still trying. That's such a big deal. What you just said, it matters so much. And remember, you know, we used to go to the mall. We used to, when you had the Christmas shop, we went to the malls. Yeah. And, and we don't anymore. Now everything is ordered online and, and through this company and that company. And, and, it, and, you know, doesn't it just make sense that there's going to be a huge backlog, that there are going to be things that either get pirated off your porch or never show up to begin with or, or, or. And so we all just really need to try to do our best when it comes with dealing with these problems because the whole the whole country is having to deal with exactly the same things and it's kind of too bad you know that we've lost so much so that you know some the the retail spaces are sitting now and they're empty yes. um but you know this is how people want things to go now and so we get to pay the price yeah, it's hard not to walk in and talk to somebody. Yeah, oh, yes, ma'am. It's it's hard not to walk in and say, "Hey, you know, where's where's my television at, or what? Where where's the game box at, or whatever it happens to be." It's very hard to to do that, you know. And uh, but I think it's very important. Now, you know, and I, I, I and another day, I want to address this in even more detail. But you and I had talked about it before, and I hope you can come back and we'll address it. But what about the idea right now of uh, children? Because you know, right now, kids in school, out of school. The parents talking to them, um, you know, taking the time to talk to them and, you know, reassure them. But with but but at the same time, um, you know, not um, not smother them, so to speak. You know, what do you what do you You know, I, and, you know, and I had a great conversation about this last time you want to show about the fact of the behavior of, of how your children are is, you know, one is a reflection of yourself and two, you know, for your children to accept some things and understand it i think you have some great knowledge on this and you know that when you talk to your child you know what are some of the proper things like okay look you know kid might have to be on on the video to on the television as i say to to you know virtual to get you know educated right now or 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 the shot or whatever it happens the vaccine or whatever it happens to be you know do you suggest parents to sit there and take the direct honest approach and say hey look like your measles shot, you got to go in to get it, or or like you know, like this is schooling right now online. Um, you have to do it this way. What are your suggestions, my dear? 
I, my suggestion would be to try to make all of these things that we're dealing with, to put them in the context of change. Change is good. We roll with the punches. We learn to be flexible. We understand the situation. We assess the situation. And then we move forward. This doesn't have to be a thing where you're scaring your children. You're making things negative. Um, you know, having children around the house is a beautiful thing yes. and a lesson at the same time as we all know. They look to you and how you react and how you deal with everything in life. Whether you're in the car and you're beeping the horn and you're swearing at the top of your lungs at the person in front of you. Or whether or not you're making the time to spend time with them doing activities and things because they can't go and be with their friends. They can't go um, to school. I know how difficult it is because you're dealing with all of the same things and yet you have this small person who's looking to you for guidance. So talk to them, explain things to them in a rational manner. You have the internet where you can talk about the Spanish flu and you can talk about other viruses and things that have hit the, the planet in the past. You can make it these kinds of moments where they're learning things. And it's good not to helicopter. It's good to just impress upon them the, the, the possible seriousness of getting ill, whether it's a common cold or whether it's the flu. And I used to teach my kids what was the first thing you did with my, uh, my students? What was the first thing you do when you come in the house? And they always, oh, the refrigerator. Oh, you know, the Game Boy. Oh, that. And you say, no. The first thing you need to do when you come in from being outside is you need to go straight to the sink and wash your hands. Yeah, and I have been teaching that for 15 years. And because I'd hold my hands up, you just brought all of, you know, Scottsdale into the house with you. <laughs> You know, everything that you touched all day long in school. So these are things that we can teach them that they, they're they tools for life. This is something, James, that you're going to need to know for the rest of your life. This is not just something that's going to go away. So it can be, it can all be shared in a positive, uplifting, you know, this is what's going on right now. This is why. And these are tools now that you'll know in the future how to stay well, how to, you know, have make, make things more fun for you when you can't go and ride bikes, you know, all day long. So, you know, I think, I hope that parents are really trying to, to make things less, you know, traumatic for them, you know. Uh, as possible. I yeah, I, I love that. And, and, you know, and you're traveled like myself and, you know, you go to different countries, there's a whole lot of different attitudes per se in regards to some of these things. I mean, you go to certain parts of Asia, you know, look, you're wearing a mask because you can't breathe in the air, you know, or you're going here because mm -hmm. of this and it's, mm -hmm. it's an, it can be an everyday thing. So look, by far, and I'll just give an example. I don't like wearing a mask at all, but I do because okay. why? Because, you know, I, I don't like the alternative. You know, uh -huh. so, you know, just as but explaining it, I like the idea, you know, you, you, you make it as best as you can and change is there. And yeah, and it, sometimes look, you know, I'm a guy, I'm a creature of habit. I like certain things a certain way, but 
you know, if there's no, uh, you know, porterhouse, I have to adjust to a ribeye. Okay, I can do that. I'm making fun, you know. I mean, you know, I'm making fun, but you know what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, you, know. you have to be flexible in this life. This is, right. this is one of the best things that we can teach children, is that change happens. And, and a lot of times it's outside of our control. So, okay, w what can we do about this? And let's move forward now. And so, you know, what a good lesson for for um, a young person, whether they're uh, seven or 17. And uh, this is how we teach them to be strong, to be stronger out in life. I love that. As opposed to, yeah, I mean, this is what we need. This, these, they're our future. Yes. So this is what we need from them. Um, they are going to have to take care of things and they need to learn that they're going to have to take care of things. And that doesn't just mean themselves. That means their homes, their, their, their rooms, um, the people in school, um, you know, they are just as responsible for things going well in, in their life. And you know what? They don't realize how much control they actually have. Right over how over how their days go, they don't realize how much control they actually have, and so letting them and explaining to them, you know what, your clock goes off every morning at seven o'clock. I can come in and fight with you every morning, or you can get up at seven o'clock. How would you prefer your morning to go? Give them the control so that they understand. If you know that this aggravates Dad, why would you keep doing it? Right, because you have to do it, and you're going to do it anyway. You're right, exactly. They don't but see. They don't. They don't see it from that that frame of right. reference. They just don't. That is something that we have to teach them. And I see, and Zoe, and I, and I love man. You just gone right down an alley. That and, and please promise me you'll come back on because I want to do a thing on child etiquette all day long. One day, oh, so. I can talk about that forever. So, I but, I would love but, to come back. Thank you. But I mean, uh, and and believe me, you 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 know, everybody enjoyed the last time you were on, and I had such a pleasure having you on. But let me ask you a question on that part. To me, I've always been taught, you know, and I raised I raised five, and you know, and and uh, along with a couple of neighbors, <laughs> and you know, as, every, <laughs> as, as as a lot of people do. But you know, when when you come on and do that, you know, and, and you know, I always say when a kid learns, when a child learns, yes, and they when they know how to say no, you know, and they know what it means, which is pretty young that that's when you can start with the manners and the please and the thank yous and everything else. I feel it's that young that you have to start teaching these proper things. Now, you've taught scouts. You've taught, you know, you, you, you're highly, you know, experienced in this. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. My youngest students were two and a half. Right. And I taught them how to use their napkin at the table and what their napping was good for, coughing, sneezing, burping, yawning, and we made it a game. Um, they learned how to look somebody in the eye and say, hello, my name is, and with a firm handshake. I mean, I taught those kids, I, I, and they just loved it. They really, really did. And whether or not, and, and that goes for the boys just as much as the girls. Um, and I know that they had learned skills from that really really young age yes ma'am no sir please thank you may i 
what's the difference between may I and can I? They had a great time and they had handouts that they would take home and they would, you know, and my, my um, agreement with the parents was, is okay, here's your handout for the week, put it on the refrigerator, let's talk about it every day until class next week. So, you know, I know for a fact that children want to be guided, they want to know what the ground rules are. Right. And uh, it's okay if they have a will of their own. You can work around that. But they love to know what's expected of them. And they love to say, and I would always say, please compliment them. Please compliment them when they do really well. When they're at the ice cream truck and the man hands them the cone and they say thank you. Please compliment them on that. Oh, yes, right? Don't just expect. So, yeah, starting with our children and starting them young is huge. It's just such a huge thing. Instead of having the 13-year-old who won't get out of the car. Right, yeah, you create that Frankenstein monster. <laughs> I mean, you do. I'm sorry. And she did, know. and I just put my hands up and I said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Because <laughs> she's not my kid, so I can't make her get out of the car. She won't come to class, I'm sorry, you know? Right, exactly. But, but yes. I appreciate that, Zoe, because those are some of the things. And like I said, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things that I think people kind of expect or or they'll come to somebody like you and, and you know, with 13 years of, being that way and fix say, them. fix them to uh -huh. the, yeah, I was just, fix them. Uh -huh. you, you, you beat me to the draw, Marshall Dillon, I was like, fix them, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, fix right? them, you that's know, exactly I mean. what, here, here's this young person, make her, make her do better, no, you know, that was, that start needed to start 12.75 years ago, and, <laughs> You know, there's not a lot I can do now. She won't get out of the car. You know, phone in her hand or feet up on the dashboard. Oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> I, I was shocked. But, yeah, uh, you know, time. that's one out, that's one out of, a, that's one out of, out of hundreds. Right. So, you know. Right. And, and that's exactly, you know, it. But I say and that part of it is also, and, I, and I, as we're winding down here, because I don't want to keep you all day. And believe me, I could on this. You could, you could be around forever with me and you and I would have a blast. And we will in the future. Um, but what do you suggest to people out there, Zoe, right now are looking at, you know, their jobs and, you know, and money's hard and it's and under all this stress and everything else it is, you know, and they want to, they, they want to look at, um, you know, going and applying for a different job or whatever. What do you suggest some of the people uh, when they walk in to, you know, apply for the job that, man, they're scared to death to apply for right now, you know, and money's been hard and everything else to give them a little boost of confidence to walk in there and how they should, you know, address the, the situation of walking in and, and applying for a new job. Just remember your posture. Your, remember your proper grammar. Please iron your shirt. Um, you know, look, put together, look clean, make eye contact, speak up, answer the questions. Ask questions. Make sure that you follow up, ideally with a handwritten card or uh, yes. uh, a letter. Yes. Um, get their card before you leave so that you have their name and the proper spelling and, and their address and send them a thank you. Or, you know, if they say you'll hear from me the day after tomorrow and you still haven't heard from them, Drop back in, pick up the phone, 
do, you know, you yes. can make opportunities for yourself. Yes. You don't need to wait to be handed something. So make your opportunities. Go for that gold. You can make things happen. And and part of it is really very much how we present ourselves, Jar. Uh, you, you know, you just made a great point, Zoe, on that. And I, I want to put a big ringer on that one because of the fact that I tell people, I said, well, you know, you know, Bob said that, you know, he'd call me back in five days if I got the job. You know, seven days gone by. Well, hey, look, man, you know what? What can he do? You know, hey, sorry. The worst he can say is, I'm sorry the position's filled. And and the best he can go is, hey, wait a minute, I forgot about you. Or, hey, no, it's still not filled and make him reconsider you, right? Exactly. And you know what? You're not, you weren't quite right for that position. But come back in again and let's talk about this one. Right. Or we're not going to offer you this position, but we're going to offer you that one. You have to make your own opportunities. I would not have waited seven days to hear from somebody right. who told me they were going to get to me in five. I would have been in there on day three or day four. Right. That, But that's how I think. I need to prove to people, we all need to prove to people that we're trustworthy, we're responsible, we're capable, and I can do it. And if you want a position like that, then you have to make them believe. Because not everybody gets, not everybody, not everybody's necessarily, I don't know, paying attention or, or, or maybe they, there was something that they weren't quite thrilled about with you or what have you. Fix it. Just go fix it. And you'll find that the most successful people go after what it is they want. They don't wait for it to be handed to them. Right. The worst they can do is sit there and say, "Hey, look, sorry, the position's taken, but you know, yep. check back to me, uh, check back with me, or or thank you so much for getting back to me." And boom, you know, that was that was that. You you didn't get you, maybe you never get anything there, but but you checked back with them. There's nothing nothing wrong with it, and there's not nothing wrong with it at all. You know, there's not anything wrong with it at all. Uh, Have somebody say no to you doesn't hurt right that's just their opinion what what's the like you said what's the worst that can happen no okay right. next right next and, and the best they can say is hey i'm glad you called back i forgot about you or exactly you know and you know i i many times i feel that people hang on that part of well they'll get back to me if the job is and i remember uh, uh and i use this as a great example Kelly Girls, Kelly Company, they used to sit there and they used to, uh, their, their thing was they wanted people to get back to them and because they wanted to know how interested you were in working. You know, manpower, companies like that, you know, if you called them for work, you were the first guy on the, on the list for work back in the day. I don't know how it is now, but back in like the 80s and stuff like that, in 90s and stuff, they wanted the guy who called up every morning, hey, do you have work for me or the girl that did? They were the ones that were working all the time. You have to be a go-getter. And I know a lot of a lot of um, applying for jobs now is online, and there's like it's like a whole different animal. Right. What people have to go through now, and I just say figure out a way around it. Yeah, email just somebody figure else. Figure out a way around. Yeah, forget yeah. about the algorithm. Figure out a way around it. Um, but you know what, Char, back in the 80s and the 90s, if we were upset with New York Life Insurance about something, we could just pick up the phone and call the chairman's office. Right. Very true. Very true. And get, get his assistant, his, his, his um, executive secretary on the line, and boom, that problem was taken care of. And that's how it used to be. It's yeah. not really like that anymore. So um, the whole online way. thing mm -hmm, has really kind of 
consent is in a whole different thing. It's a hard thing with people trying to um, submit for for employment online. So, and and the part I'll sit there and say about that, I, I would like to address before we wind this up is that there's no harm in asking if you don't know to clarify how much money the job pays. Correct. You absolutely have to know that. And there's no shame in asking, and I would would never even, I mean, that's, you have to know that. And if it's not to your requirement, then you can find out what the protocol is for getting your next raise. Is it three months, 90 days? Is it six months? Is it a year? Like, ask those questions. Those questions tell people that you're actually really interested in the position and you've given it some thought. And that's something that you, you know, that you need to know. Absolutely must ask questions in a job interview. I think a lot of people think that they shouldn't, you know, it's uncomfortable to say, hey, you know, does this pay more than $10 an hour or just pay $25 an hour or whatever it is? And I say, you know, you don't want to go into a job and then you start it and you find out, oh, it's half of what you were, what you were thought you were going to make. You have to ask those questions. This is the responsibility factor, right. the, the, the confidence quotient. I'm confident. I'm capable, I can do this, but there are some things that I need to know. I need to know about how the company works. Is there a company handbook? I mean, there's so many questions that you can ask. Yes. Um, and people will be impressed by that. They will say, hey, this 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 gal, you know, really did her homework. Um, so I, it, it's imperative, really. I think a lot of people are intimidated by it, and they don't want to ask if there's insurance, or they don't want to ask, you know, how much the job is or how many hours it is. And I think those are some of the most important questions you asked and you shouldn't be intimidated by it. As you were saying, you should be asking these questions. I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So when does my, when does my insurance kick in after 90 days? Okay. How much, how much, um, is that something that the company covers or is that something that comes out of, out of my paycheck? Right. There's a whole list of these sorts of questions yes. that, that are really, really important, um, to ask and to know, and, uh, hopefully people won't be intimidated because it's your right that, you know, you need to know these things. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Now, what does Zoe have coming up, my dear? Let's see. Um, Holiday in Santa Fe just aired over Christmas, the Lifetime Channel movie with Mario Lopez. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to be on an episode of Better Call Saul when they start airing Ooh. here shortly. Yeah, finally, finally got that nut. Um, and uh, shooting a film next, well, actually later this month uh, in Phoenix. And uh, just continuing to to you know hone my craft and work in the in a business that I love and still helping people and spending time with people regarding their etiquette questions and and uh, I'm looking very much forward to 2022 and I, I the rest that. of the now let me ask you a question Zoe have you made yourself any New Year's resolutions I don't do New Year's resolutions. Um, because I try every day to be the best that I can be. I fail a lot of times, but 
but I do try. So I, you know, I I like to think I'm pretty self-aware. So I'm like, okay, well, you dropped the ball on that one just now. Um, you know, nobody's harder on me than I am. So I really try to do my best in everything every day. And um, at the same time, I'm the first one to give myself grace, and I try really hard not to beat myself up, and I really just want to live in gratitude and happiness. That's my thing. And do you have any suggestions to people who do make a New Year's resolution? You know, I mean, obviously, sometimes you got to kick yourself in the butt to get in the gym or whatever it happens <laughs> to be. You know, sometimes right. I don't even want to talk to a guy named Jim, you know, let alone go there, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what can you what can you do? You know, you have to, you have to. But is there any, uh, you know, because some people think, well, I shouldn't be so hard on myself, and yes, you should in, in certain things. So, it, you know, is there a suggestion you can give them for balance there? Well, balance is a great word, and it's a, it's actually a key word. And so, I've heard it said that it takes thirty days to break a habit or start a new one, or now it's twenty one days. All right, twenty one days to to start a new habit. Um, if you can find an accountability partner, sometimes that helps. Uh, if you can keep a chart um, on the wall somewhere with a big red X, yes, I did this today, or a big check mark, I did that today. Um, you know, just trying to do your best to take care of your health. Um, because it's not just, your health isn't just about you. It's with the other people who love you and who count on you and who need you in their lives. Um, and just honestly, be happy that you woke up this morning and do the best you can, whatever that means. I love that. That's awesome. And where can everybody find you on social media, Zoe? Let's see. Uh, the OG etiquette The OG etiquette We have Instagram, the OG etiquette expert. And of course, there's the Zoe Yeoman, you know, website that has my kind of things that are coming up and going on and how to see me and where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> and and where can, where can, if people want to hire you or have you come speak at their particular engagement or whatever else, where can they reach out to you at Zoe? The OG Etiquette Expert at gmail.com. And you know, is there happy a... to come and speak. I'm sorry, darling. Happy to come and speak. Happy to come and spend some time with your group. Yeah, that that's fantastic. And you know, you don't, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get too much better than this young lady here to come and talk to you. And obviously, you know, we squunch a whole bunch of things into our show. But um, we, we could do this all day long, and Zoe and I both know it. <laughs> I mean, always so much. Such fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, it's in everything, right? Etiquette is in everything. Everything. Absolutely. So, golf course, driving, you know, you name it. And uh, there's lots of books on the subject. And, of course, you can always write me if you have a question. So, thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure. And I want want to note something that I know you didn't know was going to happen. But it's funny, you know, we text her, you know, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, and everything else. And and, you know, and, and Zoe is kind of person to show she backs it up. She left this wonderful voice message for me on a text, and it was so nice, and it was so caring, and I really appreciated you taking the time to do that, you know, and so she really does, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk, you know, at the same time, you know, and I really appreciated that, and it was very kind uh, for you to take the time to do so, and I appreciate that. You know, we may not talk every week, 
that I need you to know that I hold you in my heart. So I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that it touched you and and I meant every word I said. So um, you know sometimes it's just important to let people know you're thinking about them. So you're very welcome. It definitely came at a very proper great time. I really appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. You know it's been such a pleasure. You know Zoe Yeoman. You check out all our social media. Check her out on her shows coming up. Everything else it is. Man, you want to learn something. You want to improve yourself. And she's one of the people to do it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you. Zoe, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure, my dear. Please promise me you'll come back on again. I would love to. Thanks again for having me. And have a wonderful rest of your week. All right, Char, thank you. Thank you. Lightbox Media Channel. We are.